So many memories have come flooding back. I put this song on repeat, just crying my eyes out. It made me feel so bloody alive. This song really nails the feeling of nostalgia for a place. And we all just stopped talking and just stared at the radio. Like, what is that? It's part of the noble genre of songs by women about masturbation. I love it. I love that song so much. Box. Meet people through their music with Ash Berdebez on FBI. So today on Out of the Box, we've got the founder and uh, the, the sole runner of Lonely Kids Club. Now, Lonely Kids Club isn't a club. It doesn't have any kids in it. It's more like Lovely Dude Club. There's one dude in it and he's lovely and he's running an independent clothing label called Lonely Kids Club and has great taste in tunes. So he's my guest on Out of the Box today, Warwick Levy. Hey. Welcome on Out of the Box. Hey. So how was it putting together this this playlist? I know you're pretty into your music, so have you have you come up with any particular themes? Yeah, actually, I had a lot of fun doing it. I talked to a lot of like friends and my sister and my little brother and stuff a lot. I kind of went through kind of my life a bit with it mostly in my younger life, so starting off with my mum showing me like really intense music at a young age of like smashing pumpkins and Pearl Jam and all that sort of thing and not really understanding pop. And then it kind of progressed into me kind of going through a huge punk phase. And then I got obsessed with like the electronic phase when I just finished school, like Vanshee and Bag Raiders and Midnight Juggernauts and all that. I got so obsessed with that phase. So it kind of goes into that and then kind of moves into just kind of my life in general. It's nice, nice vibes. It's nice vibes. So we've got, basically, this is your life in music. Yeah. Now, I hope we've got the right track here because I've buggered up the playlist a little bit. I'll roll with it. So, Amor and Sasha's Collider. Does yeah. this, is this what it sounds like? That's beautiful. That's Sing emotional. Along. I got tingles. <laughs> FBI, Wait. 94.5.
You're listening to Out of the Box on FBI 94.5. My name is Ash Berdebez and my guest today is Warwick Levy, who mm. is the... <laughs> who is the... <laughs> I just love the... Jelena goes... Mm. Yeah. That's the kind of noise I do when I stare at people in trains. I go... Mm. Mm. Nice. Look, my mouth as I'm doing it. Real nice. Real smooth. <laughs> yep. Warwick Levy, the least creepy guy in Sydney, runner of Lonely Kids Club. And you wonder why he's so lonely. You know what? You're actually not very lonely, but it is only you running this label, right? I'll wear that title. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's solo. <laughs> I've got some people I work with. Like, I have a girl in Melbourne I work with called Rachel. I found her on Gumtree, and now we're, like, really close. So what's it like starting up your own label from scratch? Do you... How do, how do you, you know, is there a day where you go, okay... Now it's a thing. Yeah, I always wanted to do it. Um, for a really long time, I one of my things that I really liked was that I'd wear t-shirts. People would be like, well, cool t-shirt. And I'd be like, thanks, bro. Mm. And, things <laughs> would, <laughs> and then things would kind of like progress. And then one day I, I went to a dinner and this, this girl was like, oh, there's like a community college thing you can do to start a t-shirt label. So I did that. And then I was in like a like a tutorial doing a group assignment. It was in construction. And I, all I was doing was talking about this t-shirt label. And the dude I was doing the tutorial with was like... Man, if all you want to do is run a clothing label, you should just do it. And I said, yeah. And I just got up and walked out. I think I totally screwed him over for the assignment. And I never went back. And I just I just dropped out of construction to do it. Because I was like, you know what? I I want to pursue a dream. So I'm just going to make it happen. And it was huge. I sold like four t-shirts in my first year. <laughs> it was a huge failure. But then I kept it going and it picked up. Picked nice. up. So you were doing construction originally as a yeah. course. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if you left this guy in the lurch by just literally up and leaving during during making the assignment. Do you think that he really missed your input? Like, were you really good at construction and going to make his his whole life way easier by working on him with it? <laughs> no, I never went to any classes. I remember I submitted an assignment once and the tutor was like, you are not in this class. And I, was, I, was, I said, yeah, no, I am. And she said, I've never seen this class. You're not in it. And so I just looked her in the eyes, put down the assignment and just power walked away. <laughs> Didn't really work out. Too- no, actually, I passed that. I did get a pass. It was a good day in my life. So th- there was a point, though, with your construction degree that um, someone, someone may have avi- advised you that it wasn't the best, the best course for you, and they gave you other options that were way better, one of yeah. them being radio presenter. So yeah, how, would, how's this feeling? Natural? I'd have Warwick FM or Warwick all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that would that'd be my thing. Nice. So I should probably get you to announce the next song in that case in your best like radio voice, I guess. So uh, you've got Space Hog. On FBI Radio. Ah, uh, this is like a '90s jammed and all jam. So the reason I played this is because my mom used to um, wear like track pants and just jog up and down a corridor for hours at night, like kind of bopping to loud music and just screaming various words every now and then. And then my sister and I would jog after her, and then we'd have these little papillons and they're running around screaming and barking. So it's just like this chaotic household. <laughs> <laughs> There's no explanation to it. She just put on music and started jogging, and like that's that's it. It was going down. <laughs> And this was one of her main songs, because at one point he says he's not all right, and she used to scream, I'm not all right, like go crazy to it. This is like an ode to my mom and to those kind of crazy bops. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) FBI 94.5.
in FBI and before that there was uh, in the meantime by uh, Space Hog and you're listening to FBI that was Warwick Levy and this is the beginning of his illustrious radio career thank you thank you <laughs> I, I think whoever that careers consultant was that told you you should be in radio and definitely not in construction was spot on that was immaculate thank you thank you I would love to I want to go into public FM a radio <laughs> station that only has like a three meter radius if you can listen to it <laughs> awesome. Bring, you know, Warwick FM will work all the time back in. <laughs> I actually started a Warwick Society at uni, but they declined it. It was called Warwick Society, and there was Warwick Life Drawing and Q&A with Warwick. <laughs> they declined. So, did you ever actually get to, you know, pose for Life Drawing? No, I think I would... I don't know if I could now. I'd, I'd get nervous. But I, I did I did apply. I applied for a few societies. also made Cock Sock, and they said no to that as well. But there was, actually- <laughs> there was no explanation. It was just called Cock Sock. I think I think I've got a really good idea for your next T-shirt design. Can, yep. Do you want to hear me out? Definitely. So, um, basically, make an event, life drawing of Warwick. Yeah. And get people who are fans of Lonely Kids Club to come and draw you naked, and then the best design, like the best drawing, will make it onto the next shirt. 
I mean, based on previous experience, I think people would get scarred <laughs> by, the, by the imagery. <laughs> So, so that's a definite no. It's a lot of pale in here. <laughs> All right. Well, the last song you just heard was the Dead Milkman, Dean's Dream. And it was just a really short, sharp, great track. Yeah. And it's one, one of your faves, yeah? It's definitely... It's actually... Um, I was really into punk music when I was in high school, and I got so angry about people listening to pop rock and calling it punk. I had this whole weird thing about it. But that song as well, it's like a it's a it's a close song to me and my close friend Nick. Shout out to my friends in New York all listening right now. I am getting all your messages. You can stop messaging. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's Nick and I's song. And yeah, Nick was one of my closest friends who really he still is who really like kinda helped me break out of my shell a lot in high school and we we were like friends, you know, ever afterwards. And we actually started dating people at the same time. And one of my favorite of Nick moments was I was I was sleeping with a girl and he kept calling me. And this is like around the time that the face started appearing on the phone. So I had this huge face of him grinning. And I'm not very good at multitasking. So he was calling and I was doing two things at once. So I kept declining the calls. And then as it kind of came down to the natural end, he, the he natural rings. The natural end. The literal end. Yeah. The, the full minute and a half in. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm now, I'm holding the screen up right in front of me. And as I climax, his face pops up, this giant grin, and I'm staring him right in the eyes. I think him and I, I, I'm pretty sure we've had sex. But unlike everyone else, I didn't get an STD, so I think I won in that situation. You, you really connected? Shots fired. Take that, Nick. <laughs> Shout out to everyone listening in New York right now. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can keep texting him. He's, he's getting terribly distracted by it all. I'm not good at multitasking. I did, I did mention this. <laughs> Speaking of multitasking, um, you, you've got... Uh, an illustrious um, background of, of a lot of jobs, a lot of a lot of a long resume, a long CV, <laughs> and that's going to be our next mic break when we come back from this song. So, for the moment, you've got a track by Dr- uh, Giant Drag in with you today. Yes, go on. This is called "This Isn't It." I really like this song because I feel like a lot of my youth was defined by getting like uh, broken up with in really like horrible ways and not really understanding it. And then maybe like a couple of years ago, I had to break up with someone for the first time. And then I had a real realization where I was like, oh, this is actually pretty rough as well. I don't really like this part of it either. And I guess this song was just a really good reflection of that when you know you need to get out of a situation. But being on the other end, you don't know that. So it just seems like heartbreaking. You're just like, oh, ouch. But there's more to it. So there was there was that initial big breakup that kind of almost catapulted you into Lonely Kids Club in oh, a way. It did it yeah. did? How does that work? How does it? You know, I just uh, I just got out of a relationship, so I'm going to start a t-shirt label. Big jump. Um, because it was so rough. So it was like my first relationship, and like feelings are really raw, raw feels. Hashtag. And <laughs> one day she just invited me out to a bar in the eastern suburbs. So I thought this is weird. I don't go to the east. You know, I like roads that have you know width to them. So I went out there and we're and we're hanging. And then she introduces me to a guy called Kevin, who's taller and better looking than me, which is most people. But I said okay. And then he went and bought drinks. And before he comes back, she's like, oh, I think we should break up. And that was it. And then around that time, I was like failing all my subjects and classic Warwick. I'm sure I'd lost a job somewhere. I wouldn't have had one at the time. And so I kind of had nothing really working. And, and then I just spent the rest of the year just making guitar music, really bad guitar music as the rhinorific meowosaurus. And that's when I sort wait, of... Wait, wait, wait. Go back. What was that? I was called the rhinorific meowosaurus. I played a gig and within five minutes, my pick fell onto my guitar. <laughs> and I had to get off the stage and get a new pick. And the organizers were genuinely saying, what are you doing? And I was like, it's cool, bro. I'm just getting another pick. Just can you hand me a straw? I'll use a straw. I'll use a straw. <laughs> but, you know, when you've kind of lost everything, I just went really off the path. And that's kind of actually a big theme of all the songs I played is that something actually Nick told me was that there's not just one way to do anything. You need to, it's really good to kind of get lost and find your way back. And that's what happened. I got really lost and then I found my way back and ended up actually finishing a degree. Shout out to dad. I did it. 
I'm doing shackers in my hand right now. And I, you know, I started the brand and stuff. So, yeah, but I got really thrown out. That defined it because I just spent years just like being sad boy. Before Young Lean was a thing, I was doing it first. <laughs> and now you're a happy boy. Now I'm a happy boy. Hence this song by Giant Drag. This Isn't It is the name of the track. From us in a second. And FBI 94.5. This is out of the box. listening to the best radio station in Sydney, FBI 94.5, and this is a pretty good show on that station, Out yeah, of the Box. This is a pretty good show on FBI. Yeah. You know, work with us. Hey, work. Pretty hey. good guest. <laughs> yeah. So we've been doing all right so far. We've got lots of good tracks, and they're going up on the website as we speak. So because they're, they're quite, uh, quite long names, some of them, just yeah. check them out on our page. And uh, we've got a mic break in store for you that is... Uh, I think it's going to be good. We've got a theme for it, which we usually don't have, and it's called Warwick Levy CV. Yeah, <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> I think um, I, I got fired from so many jobs. I was always getting fired. 
Um, and I guess I'll go into kind of the story of that. The first job I ever had was at Price Attack. Is it, is it kind of like a go-low or like reject no, shop type it's, deal? No, it's, it's women's hair products. <laughs> and I got in because I was very camp and that was enough for them to hire me on the spot, which is and great. And you have a lus- like luscious locks. So nice. I have luscious locks. My little brother said to me, dude, that I have a mullet. <laughs> Do I have a mullet? You can tell me. It's totally fine. Okay, nice. But yeah, I was, I was working at Price Attack and that was going okay. I was like pretty like terrible actually. But um, I got fired, right? Because at one point I saw someone stealing... And he was stealing this really weird hair gel, so I didn't really know how to deal with it. So I went up to him and I, and I said, oh, look, you don't have that sort of hair type. If you want to steal a product, you should really take this other sort of hair mousse, which is much better for your hair. And so he stole that and walked out and saw it instead. And he's like, thank you. It was like, really? How, how did they find out about that? Were they just watching you? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, you just let that guy steal. And I said, well, what do you want me to do? I'm not security. Like... So actually, before you started a, a clothing label of your own, you worked at a menswear shop. And, uh, yeah, that was the worst yeah. one. I worked at Farage. Which it sounds is, like, a bit wanky. <laughs> and I was really bad. One time I just locked the store and just sat there looking at it. <laughs> and the woman came and she's like, why the hell is the store locked? And I was like, I'm on bathroom break. <laughs> but I wasn't going to the bathroom. I was just useless. <laughs> and the reason they fired me was um, I'm really obsessed with Nintendo 64 and Nintendo 64 games. I've got a really good you know, N64 collection. And at the time, I really wanted Super Smash Brothers because that's like the, like such a fun multiplayer game. So I was I was in an auction on eBay while I was working, and they had remote screen, and so then remote screen came on and like the mouse got taken over, and then it went and closed the screen before I was able to bid. And so then I got a phone call, and this lady was screaming at me saying, "You shouldn't do that at oh, work." Oh, so so they were watching yes. what you were doing on the computer from an, a remote screen. Yeah. Wow, so that's, now, that's a bit creepy. So they're, so they're screaming, and then I went back onto the, the website to, like, bid on the game, and she started saying, like, I can see you, you need to stop bidding. And I was like, look, I want this game, so I'm going to just buy this game. And I won the auction, but they fired me on the spot, so I think it was a pretty good trade-off. Yeah. I, th- I think that's actually a win, you know. What would you be if you were still working at Farage? Yeah, I didn't do well with men's clothing. One time I went to an interview, and I said I worked at Inku, and I never did. And so the, the guy said, oh, you worked at Inku for three years, did you know Chance? And I literally said back, no, but I know community chest. And he just slowly looks up and says, get out. <laughs> that was it. That was in the interview. Do you have any pro tips for anyone who's got a job interview coming up? Yeah, don't, don't do that. I think if you want to like make up that you work somewhere, just make it a bit more obscure. Yeah, okay. That's, that's Warwick's advice. Be obscure, guys. We can do this. Another job in uh, the Warwick Levy CV yeah. that you got fired from oh, God. is uh, Shaver Shop. I was there for four days. I, I grew a beard in less than four days. <laughs> uh, I, was <laughs> <on> my, <laughs> I was on my way and this girl came on the train and we really locked eyes. We had a real thing. And then she went and sat near me and we were just looking at each other the whole time. And then I got off the train and we just stood look, look, looking at each other for 10 seconds. And then I just freaked out and walked away. And then seconds later, I thought to myself, why did I do that? And I ran after her looking for her everywhere. And then I got to work like an hour late. And so he said, why weren't you at work? And I just explained, look, I saw this really pretty girl and I just wanted to find her. And I guess that wasn't part of the company policy because, <laughs> because he then fired me on the spot. He's like, you get out of here, you, you non-shaving punk. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I ran out. Yep. In section C, subsection B, yeah. if the employee finds a sexy girl, mm. just, you know, break, instant break. I got that same hour. train at the same yeah. time wearing the same clothes for like three weeks <laughs> looking for her and I never found her. You're a true romantic. Thank you. <laughs> Failed romantic. I guess that's kind of one of the things with Lonely Kids Club is it's a little bit of a romantic way of running a clothing label. It's not kind of like, you know, 
I make a design, thousands of copies are made, and then, you know, people buy them and we'll make some more. You have a limited run and you kind of have a relationship with people who buy stuff. How does that How does that work? <laughs> the relationship, to... yeah. Yeah, so I everyone... ring the doorbell, T-shirt in my mouth, it's <laughs> <laughs> Warwick, no. Yeah, free smooch with every shirt Free smooch. Um, yeah, I keep it all really limited edition. It's kind of back to those punk roots where I, I didn't like the idea that if you were, if you wanted to represent yourself in a sort of punk way, you would, you know, be do it yourself. And I didn't like that people then monopolized on that and created the image for you to wear to represent that. It was complete opposites. And yeah, I, and sell I, all that shit at Utopia and yeah, stuff like that. I was so I into Utopia. Me too, man. I felt so cool, especially yeah. when it was down the bottom of um yes. of the of the cinemas I and you went down George the little cinemas. Yeah, yeah, that was so cool. And yeah. you go down on the elevator and it opened up this whole new world of like super cool hardcore stuff. I listened to so much hardcore music then. Yeah, man. Me too. Yeah. The best members <laughs> called Why couldn't we find each other when we were young? I know, I know. <laughs> the have, best friendship. Life would have been different. Yeah. Could have started a farm. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyway, what was I even talking about? I completely forgot it. So we're talking about um, your t-shirt brand and how you have... Oh, right. You, you actually kind of... It's a bit more personal than, you know, yeah. going to... A, a, a shop and buying a shirt. I do a drawing it. with every order. My hands actually like get so wrecked. I do like 180 drawings at once. But I keep it limited edition because I believe that clothing should be personal. So if you're wearing something, maybe only like 45 other people could wear it at any point in time. So 45, why that number? Oh, because I started the brand initially... Well, initially, London Kids Club was a marriage pact between me and my best friend Jasmine. A marriage pact. That if we were both a single woman, 45 would get married. Yeah. And so I use that number 45. So I do 45 per size. Okay. Of everything. And I still keep to that. And people actually email me now asking for designs, and I just make them. This one girl said that she she had a blue T-shirt with a duck on it wearing a crown that she lost. And so I, because she said she went through a really rough time, so I, I made it for her, and I called it Cat's Duck. And then another girl said she had to dream about a sloth, so I made the sloth design for her. How'd they sell? The sloth sold really well, the duck not so much. The sloth is really cool, actually, because she right. said it looked exactly like how it was in her dream. And so you, you originally started getting an interest in shirts that your, your mother indulged, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she used to actually. We're gonna. This is kind of the story to the song about girling, but we can. We'll jump into that. Yeah, we can make it happen. Nice. Well, she was actually. Uh, she was really like a kind of cool with my creativity and letting me kind of explore that side of myself. So she used to let me kind of skip school and go to all these clothing boutiques all up Oxford Street near her work, and I had all these cool ones like Jeremyville, who's like such a good artist. And there's a place called Daily Mail. I think it was just really yeah, like funky there. clothes. Yeah, if I go there now, it seems a bit different. But, um, yeah, I used to go to all those clothing stores and see all these kind of interesting things people are doing and all these cool little handmade toys and things. And it got me really kind of thinking about kind of clothing at a young age. I didn't wear it very well. I wore, like, XL t-shirts and baggy pants. I, I looked like a <laughs> like an anorexic clown or something. But, <laughs> but it, you know, so they came together over time. And my mum thought to buy my clothes for me, I think. Nice. She always said I'd grow into it. I never grew into it, Ash. I never grew into it. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how does girling fit into this for you? I think it was just a song I was listening to at the time. I've got to say, Girling are amazing. I, I love them so much. There's a video of them at Home Bake in 1999 playing Enter Space Capsule. And the guy's just saying, you come up on stage, you come up on stage. And just they're all dancing. It's just beautiful. They're such a cool band. There's always like so close to my heart. But anyway, this is called Get Activated. I really like this because the whole idea was, you know, just be yourself and be expressive. And I just loved it. Sick one. You're listening to FBI 94.5. This is Out of the Box. And my guest is Warwick Levy. Girling on your radio. Yeah, I 
Out of the Box on FBI.
on Out of the Box. That was... Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. Bring it back, baby. Bring it back. All right. This is Whitey, by the way. It's called A Walk in the Dark, and it's brought in by my guest today, Warwick Levy, who runs Lonely Kids Club, an independent clothing label in Sydney. So when you were, when you were kind of growing up and getting your own tastes, Warwick. A young, naive Warwick. <laughs> yeah, young Warwick. Young Warwick, Y-U-N-G. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be Y-U-N-G. Yeah. I do like that. Um, so how did, how did you find music? Because all of the songs that you've picked today are songs that I didn't really know about when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, I kind of start. well, my mum kind of set me on a really funny path where I didn't understand pop music. I still don't really. And I was into a very alternate sort of thing. And then I discovered these really cool platforms. So I got really into Last FM. Oh, yeah. I remember the old Last FM. And we had a real Last FM tiff, my friend David and I, where, where he said, there's no way you could listen to that much music in that amount of time because we were competing who listened to more music. It was really weird. <laughs> and then that showed, that's how I found Giant Drag. And then I went through a phase of Hype Machine where I was super into it followed blogs religiously and that, that set me into just listening to blogs itself and so kind of over the stages of my life I found music through all these different ways and so yeah, Hype Machine was probably actually my biggest one and that's when I really started kind of similar to Lenny Kids Club where I showed people cool t-shirts I had I was like showing people cool songs and they got really into it Whitey was actually one of my still is one of my favorite artists he's so independent he does his own thing and he started doing that kind of electronic sort of indie sound. I hate saying the word indie because it means independent and they never describe independent bands with it, but I'm going to use it anyway. This is really indie sound and it's so nice. But he was doing it in like... Two- <laughs> he was doing it in 2005, which I thought was a bit before it really started becoming a bigger thing in 2007, 2008. And I just thought he was so ahead of the times. He never really quite reached what he was supposed to be, but I just love how he combines kind of organic sounds with the electronic feel. But it also seems like Whitey actually shares your philosophy a little bit, like your philosophy with clothes and his philosophy with music where you're not kind of being yeah. able to be bought out by bigger brands. That's not that's not what you go for. So how did, how did, what was like the story behind Whitey? Someone kind of just creeped in on him and was like, hey, can we just use this song? Whitey got really famous about a year ago because someone from a TV show emailed him asking if they could use his song and not pay him for it. And he replied saying, there's no way you have a huge budget to a TV show and can't spare, you know, a couple hundred dollars for a song. And he put that email on Facebook and it went viral. And then they had a whole counter saying it was lies. And then he posted the follow-up where it, it restated that they were completely lying from the get-go and they were trying to get it on no money. Wow. And it was like Big Brother UK or something terrible, like a <laughs> some rubbish. And so he's so good. He just does his own thing. He doesn't have any label or anything. He just does it all on Bandcamp. Because Bandcamp's really cool. They they take 10% of the money and that's it. It's not like yeah. other streaming things where you get like 0.3%. Like you actually get money from it. 
And they make it so easy for you as a musician to run it. And it's all, you know, it's not all technical. It's kind of like, hey, bud, cool, great song, yeah. looking good. I've made do like this, do that. $13 from it. <laughs> I like to think I'm in the top percentage of musicians in Sydney right now. Every time you spend $13, <laughs> though, consider it. I mean, you know, you can spend $13 a, a lot of times, get a $13 brunch, be like, oh, this is this is the spoils of my trade. Uh, brunch is getting expensive now. It's like two coffees. I know, right? Soy, ah, ah. <laughs> 50 cent surcharge. Had to reach the, like extra low in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a musician. This is why you know what bank, well, not why you know what Bandcamp's all about, but how you know about the back end of Bandcamp and everything like that. So you're a musician as Fela. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about how Fela started out. Why did you why did you start Fela and, and did the, it continue in its original form? The Fela name came because after I dropped out of construction, before I started learning kids' club, I was in kind of a weird phase where I was going out all the time and stuff. And I remember one time I woke up and my mum my was on the phone talking to someone and she was like, oh, yeah, my son's a failure. I know it's a bit of a failure. It's fine. And I was like, Mom, that's not very nice. Is this because you, you <laughs> dropped out of construction? I wasn't doing a whole lot, I guess. And so she said, no, it's fine. Like, my friend Lauren, her daughter's also a failure. It's no big deal. And then I started making music with uh, two good friends of mine, uh, Chris and Anthony. And then we were called Tiger Raves, which is the greatest name ever. But then that kind of came to an end. And so I said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'll make my own music as failure. And then, then I still do. Nice. I got a lot of help from my friend Patch slash Cherox Instructor and Spunty at the start. Oh, we love Spoon Tea on FBI. And and Mickey Kojak helps me an insane amount every time I need to mix anything. It's the only time it sounds half decent. Sick. Well, how about we take the next track from you as Fela. Oh, Fela wow. without an E. Ooh. Just if you want to have a bit of a squiz on the old band camps, he'll be putting up some new music in, in the next year or actually, so. Actually, this song is actually never going to be released. It's only ever going to be played here. Otherwise, it's only played live, so you'll never hear it again. Exclusive on FBI. Exclusives on FBI. <laughs> Um, so I just got a text in on the text line saying, nice. "Give Warwick Levy a radio show, please." Who is this person? I want to. I want to. Want to. Jordan them. from Goulburn. Oh, hey, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jordan. This is my. Sh- this is your shout out. You owe me ten bucks now because he said on Facebook he'd give me ten bucks. <laughs> if you if you got a shout out, that's my Sick. soy coffee sorted. You know what? Maybe you should get a radio show and charge for shout outs, and that way you can make just an absolute killing. Yeah. Buy all the soy you want. Then start Warwick Society and get the the Q and A with Warwick going again. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, if you if you don't do the the live the life drawing or the nude Warwick nights, then I'm gonna be really gutted. Yeah. Anyway, more seriously, on a more serious note, this is an unreleased track from Fela. And do you want to tell us a bit about what this track's about? It's actually dedicated to a good friend of mine who passed last year called um, Alistair. And he was just, he was a really cool guy. And we used to speak on like Facebook constantly. That's how I talked to people. And he, he had an unfortunate accident, but he was a really big believer in my music. And what I kind of wanted to express with the song was that if you are going through a really hard time, if you can find a way to express yourself, I think it really helps. It doesn't need to be anything you show people or even like creative. It can just be like to you, how you like to express yourself. I think it's really helpful. And after he passed, I actually wrote the entire next EP more or less because that's how I was kind of expressing myself to deal with it. But it really helped me. So maybe it can help someone else, but I hope you enjoy
out of the box on FBI. You're listening to Out of the Box on FBI 94.5. My name is Ash Berdebez and my guest on Out of the Box today is Sydney entrepreneur and businessman Warwick Levy. I'm a good work guy. <laughs> so you you run Lonely Kids Club and in terms of like business side of things, I, I don't get the feeling that you're incredibly strict. No, not at all. I, I was going to write a business plan, but then I, I used it. 
uh, for other other things, uh, <laughs> rolled up things. Anyway, um, yeah, I was actually I was gonna say the the way I design most of my ranges, or at least I used to, is I'd go out and just get really trashed and talk to random people about clothes they'd like, and write notes on my iPhone, and then days later find them and think to myself, I could make that. That's well, how so I made a Wes Wally someone... jumper. Like, I made a Wes Wally jacket. Because I spoke to a girl and she was like, I love Wes Wally. And I was like, yeah, random girl, I can make that. And I did. Cool. Shout Do you out she to ever her. found it? Well, I don't know. It's pretty hard to find Wes Wally. If you tried one of those books, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> one day. One day. <laughs> yeah, one day. Okay, so Lonely Kids Club kind of has mascots. And they're like a rotating cast of mascots. How do you come up with these mascots? They're named after my family. So Cecil's my dad. Shout out to Papa Cecil. Sorry, I didn't become an accountant. And, <laughs> and and then, like, Cassie's my sister. And Winston's me. It's actually named after my friend Henrietta's dad, because I really like the name. But, uh, no, Winston's me. And then I'm doing two more. Travis, who's my little brother, who's in town from Port Macquarie right now. And then the last one's going to be Mushka, which is actually one of our dogs. Nice. That would probably jog around following my mum barking and stuff. And so, as little mascots, they're kind of just, like, little critters. Little they kind of are. Little critters. One time we got, like, encircled by kangaroos. And Mushka, who's, like, about... Tiny. She started barking hysterically and chased them all away. And she's actually so low to the ground. She's a little chubby puppy on. So she's pretty vicious, actually. No, she's not. She's so cute. She got pregnant once. <laughs> no one knew how to deal with it. As in, like, emotionally? No, like, she, she couldn't jump onto the couch anymore. And my mom's like, oh, she's getting fat. I'm like, mom, she's like mad prego. And she was. <laughs> so did you get puppies out of it? No, she got an abortion. <laughs> oh, no. Poor Mushmush, because Devo pregnated her when she was, like, seven months old. He's really creepy like that. Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. Dude, I didn't know that could happen to dogs. Yeah. This is a really dark way to end the show. Well, my mom couldn't, <laughs> didn't want to get him neutered, because she's, she feels bad for his ballies, as she puts it. <laughs> your mom, shout out to your mom, because she sounds like a cracker. We had a, a text before saying, from I don't know who, saying, your mom, bless her, may have been possessed in the best possible way. Aw. <laughs> Aw. Probably. <laughs> All right, so we've got one last track for yes. the hour, and it's by Ganglions, and I want to know why you bought this track on, I, um, and what it means to you, I This guess. is like such a, such a beautiful song about watching life move a little slower, which is something I kind of always believed, and back to that idea of getting lost and finding your way back, and I think for like a while, I always kind of felt like a bit like a bit resentful that like I wasn't really living up to kind of what my dad wanted in me until... I think now he's become like my biggest supporter and mentor in life. When I was younger, definitely. Growing up as a South African Jewish boy, and I was scared of like the soccer ball, but he made me play for eight years, just running up and down like a puppy. And just not being... I wasn't very good at school. He wanted me to, like, you know, do sport, go to school, then go to university. I couldn't do any of those. In school, I just drew pictures and got in trouble a lot. And then I dropped out of uni, so I really had zero from three there, which is, like, my exam results, really. But, um, yeah, so I kind of always saw it as kind of an apology thing to him. Have you ever worn... Has he ever worn one of your shirts or anything? He wears the jumpers without the print on them. <laughs> so it's, like, half. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Yeah. All right, so Lonely Kids Club, I, I thoroughly recommend if you're listening to check out them on Facebook or on I the website. I personally really like them and endorse this brand, quote Warwick <laughs> Levy 2015. Businessman Levy. And I, I think, you know, you definitely, definitely got a personal touch to the brand. It's definitely not your usual brand. It's very community focused. I mean, you've run gigs in, in like with the community and with FBI radio kind of yes. brands and stuff like that. I would just put on radio, I would personally wear this brand's products <laughs> and affiliate merchandise. Businessman Levy. All right. Well, I think that's all we got time for this hour. Nice. Ganglions, cry and smoke. Thanks, Warwick. Thank you. Beth in next for lunch. She's got good tracks back to back for an hour. Mm. Or two. <laughs> <laughs>